0: If the horse is led to the wara, can you force him to drink? (laughs) The answer is no. Is it by force? You will put his mouth in the.
1: new episode of the black triad with dina tara and dira
0: episode 4 shout out to blue Yeah.
2: <inaudible> Oh, I, oh, okay. It took me a second for that cool, cool, cool. Then come
0: on the Roman numerals get your Illuminati up my guys <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like okay I mean we could always celebrate blue that, that's great cool mm-hmm. cool cool
2: especially that super dope Family Feud video that you not out. watched it, oh. yet. it finally came out on YouTube for us poor oh, folks right? yeah. for a title I technically title. have oh, title and really.
1: have not yet to actually subscribe yet it comes uh-huh. free with Sprint you oh, oh,
2: <laughs> free. didn't do it yet because oh, I just have so users. many streaming devices
1: or streaming apps so it's just so hard to choose
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I haven't seen Family Food either. Yeah, the video's the video's cool. I won't I won't give it away. But yeah. oh, um, there's something to give away. It, it makes you think. And there's a lot. It's like a think future where like women are in power and okay, Jay Z. Uh, it seems like very. Well, into the future, there's a lot of like thank you, Solange, yeah, for kicking some <laughs> <his side>. knowledge <laughs> <laughs> into, into that boy. Okay, a, it was uh, directed by Ava DuVernay, yeah. I did hear that, yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of celebrities in it. Um, mm-hmm. all right, well, yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of there's more to this too. Um, um, Michael I mean, it's B. Like Jordan a ten is in, video, in it, right? and I know Michael oh, it B. Is? Jordan Ooh, It's a little long, I know, yeah, it's seven, like seven, seven minutes or something. It's a, a message, Yeah like, right? Okay. Yeah, it's a whole so thing. message. Uh What is it? Thandy, Thandy Newton. Oh, really? Is also okay. Well, I'm uh, the guy about her, from Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. The guy from Ooh. Moonlight. Who played the, the, the adult? Or, the adult one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, who was He's play? in it? Mm-hmm. The Kyron, adult. Yeah, is that his name? Sireon. Yeah, he's in it.
1: Who?
0: Okay.
2: Trevante is his name, right? Trevante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Definitely. It's on YouTube. So. Nice, it's nice and free now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you. Dem- <laughs> Democracy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I feel like that's a good segue into the... <laughs> it's always the perfect segue. So, for those of you who may or may not know, um, the, the Trump tell-all i guess you could call it fire and fury uh by michael wolf a columnist for like that's, US that's Weekly. Name? yeah fire, fire and, fury. Fury. Fire, and fury. fire and fury okay michael wolf spilling it all like like the sounds like a nigerian tea. church name <laughs>
0: <laughs> fire and fury tabernacle
2: <laughs> so y'all be in church all day all day i
1: hate you <laughs> But But no, um, it's the name of the book.
2: Yes, yes. So he spent, apparently he spent like a year in the Trump White House, which is surprising to me. Um, And he seems to have gathered uh, and spilt all the tea. The Mm -hmm. book, I know the Trump administration was trying to halt um, uh, it being released. So the publisher released it a day early. So So Michael Wolff, he's a, a liberal? Or what is he? I don't exactly know. I just know he's a columnist. He's written for U.S. Weekly, a few other publications. Okay. Um, Wait, how do you get but, in there? But you can definitely tell from his tone in in the book. I've only read um, excerpts from the book, but you can definitely tell from his tone that he has a deep loathing mm. of Trump. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll share with y'all some of the uh, highlights. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Um I miss Obama so much. Anyway, (laughs) um, so first is uh, that the book alleges that Trump did not actually want to win. Um, so, I mean, that we, factual, can all tell? Like, yeah, yeah, we can all tell. We And but of course, know you know, Trump that. is not going to admit that. Um, mm-hmm. But I was uh, listening to Trevor Noah. He was like, if anything, he should like very much go with that because <laughs> him not wanting to win goes against him colluding with Russia. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you should be like, no, no, yes, I did not want to win. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that was the first. Uh, this sounds like you're dealing with a narcissist. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that leads into the next <laughs> point. <laughs> we are just on a very, roll today. <laughs> very much. You're just so in sync. The next point being that uh, it brings his mental health into question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump is seventy-one years old. Um, not to say that uh, age is exactly exactly a hindrance to right. um, a person's ability to fulfill a job. Um, to differ. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> don't get ageism. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. right. Okay. So, so, Let my ageism show. I think old people
0: need to redo their driver's license Okay, after the age like of seventy-five. It. Right. Like, okay, <laughs> no, that's okay. Bad. That's valid. Yeah, Shout but, out but, to the elderly. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: No, for real, Shout I out You see young. your citizens
0: <laughs> with the discounts. I always wanted to be one when I was a kid. I didn't know what it meant. I always wanted to be old when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, Yo, get out. <laughs> my mom tells us what I When I grow time. up, I want to be old, Mama. Because <laughs> like, look at old all old. the discounts. And the bus is like free. And Those are <laughs> the, the only couch. perks. Cool. <laughs> Literally.
2: My mom was like, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm learning, though. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it brings his mental health into question. They say that 71-year-old Trump repeats himself constantly mm-hmm. um, and that those closest to him, including family, uh, doubt his capacity for the job. Mm-hmm. Including uh, family? Yeah, Whoa. including family. Ooh, mm, that's how Melania I feel like, like Melania is. <laughs> I was like, You're it's Tiffany. Stupid. It's <laughs> Tiffany Trump. It's just like, oh, my God. Right, Tiffany? <laughs> She's the only line. one that's like, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Melania, it says that she was, it, quote, in tears and not of joy on election night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah like, damn was it. that
2: she was inconsolable, so she didn't um, sign up for
1: that when she you know did this bride thing <laughs> she was like look it 's going to be a rich man in america it 's going be settled down she 's not asked her to be first lady whatsoever
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: so I can see why she 's crying, <laughs> yeah,
2: so yeah it, she was apparently sis was going through it so <laughs> um and then finally, um one of the points that uh it alleges is that the firing of uh former FBI director James Comey. Was uh, was uh, Ivanka and Jared Kushner's mm-hmm. idea? Mm-hmm. So
1: puppet Lots. presidency. <laughs> <laughs> Lots
2: going on. Um, one and, and more petty news. There's been a lot of people sending <laughs> Trump's uh, this book, Fire and Fury, to Trump's. Uh, home in Florida People um, have too much money mm-hmm. Yeah I'm like who, who has who I has, don't have money to waste Yeah I'm not using yeah, my right. a book. I'm not using my Amazon Prime Or that, that. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll send him The Kindle version But <laughs> uh, But yeah Nah Nah chill on that So yeah So that's what's Been going on in politics I mean well yeah.
1: shit Like I, I never want to say How can it get worse than this But mm-hmm. like the Even from those excerpts Like yes mm. Like We that is true. Like, I can be, especially the part with him repeating himself, like, we watch the press conferences and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> it makes total sense. And we are screwed, y'all.
2: So, yeah. crazy.
1: hug your family closer <laughs> these days. Hey,
2: hey, hey. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to the movie on this. Like, you know, like, how all these the, the movies came out after the whole, like, Nixon mm-hmm. drama and all that stuff? Actually, you think there's a movie coming out Nixon now. Nixon drama. Yeah, <laughs> like, so oh, yeah, there I, is. yeah, there's yeah, a movie coming out, Meryl, Meryl Streep and <laughs> Tom Hanks. I'm just of looking forward to maybe like 10, <laughs> 20 years from now when like the movies come out about this, Like, I could just tell my children, like, yeah, I was there. I you know, can't know, wait crazy. To see crazy. it in the
1: textbooks when I have my children, and they would be oh, like, mm-hmm. oh. like, Mom, we're learning about girl, you know it's gonna be whitewashed this fuck <laughs> too, right? Oh, right? Mom, we're learning <laughs> can you imagine. We're learning about the Trump presidency in 2016. Let me tell you something. Right? You'll book it Okay, black knowledge, black power. Set on
2: down, because I'm gonna tell Something.
1: I was alive during that time. Right. Sit on.
0: Okay. You mean Russia isn't our friends?
1: As we're speaking in Russian. Right. Said, As the
0: Russia future is, is near the, the, official of the, official, the, the, the official language of the United States is Russian.
2: Oh God. Oh, so the stupid. future is now. <laughs> Oh, oh, so, yeah, that's what's going on uh, in politics. So, uh,
1: speaking of whitewashing or mm. whiteness. Oh, Justin Timberlake <laughs> Ooh. So, Returning to his whiteness, to okay. his roots. Yeah, so <laughs>
2: Justin Timberlake, uh released a video on f- yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, where he's, like, in this futuristic, <laughs> uh, like, world where he's, like, this Fake Steve Jobs type, and mm-hmm. it, it totally contradicts what he claims to be a return to his roots with his <laughs> new album coming out February second, called "Man of the Woods." <laughs> I believe it's called. Yeah, and Tennessee. so yeah, if you check out
0: the Chattanooga, f-
2: Tennessee, yes.
0: moonshine, mm-hmm. <laughs> not Rusky. With, uh, um, him and uh, Russia, him and Usher, Usher. Oh, sorry, Usher's already <laughs> over. They're all from Chat Town. They used to like rep it like it was a thing. Wait, Chattown. Really? <laughs> Chat Town. That was Chat Town. Yeah, Chat Town. Back <laughs> <laughs> oh, when everyone was like trying to nickname where they were from. <laughs> Town. They tried.
1: Must out. suck to not be from New York, right? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> you got to do that, right? They tried. Oh. Shout out to the people from Chat Town, though. <laughs> <laughs> our, Listen one list. List. Yeah. our one listener, our one listener
2: from. <laughs> <laughs> We made him all right. right? We don't even call it
1: that, but yeah. <laughs> so he more on Justin Timberlake. So what's so, going on with him?
2: So, yeah, so this new album coming out, uh, Man of the Woods or something like that. Um, he released a preview of him just frolicking in the woods next to a campfire he's wearing a, a tank top just There's a babbling just brook
0: serving real yeah. Appalachia like Yo, yeah. just, talk about
2: it you know and talking about returning to his roots re- you know doing this album for his family and for his son mm-hmm. and so just like, is up in there
1: are his still roots still collecting like mickey them
2: mouse heaven <laughs> like, i'm trying to figure it out seven heaven <laughs> checks oh. <laughs> Seven, seven. <laughs> yeah, this is still still I think. So anyway, so yeah, job, so, so so a lot of the thoughts around this has been uh for a lot of these white artists who seem to appropriate black culture. They always seem to conveniently go back mm-hmm. to their roots, aka going back to being white. We've right. seen it with Miley Cyrus, <clears throat> um where this last album that she made which flopped um <laughs> good was a return to her roots she's like i don't want to do this hip-hop stuff anymore right. it's so <laughs> demeaning right. yeah. all those things
1: we, oh <laughs> it just yeah. makes me so mad because mm-hmm. it is especially when going back to justin timberlake and even miley cyrus not even just appropriating but like profiting heavily off of blackness mm-hmm. and like right. even miley cyrus like of like character caricature wow caricaturized mm-hmm. blackness where it's like even more insulting than just doing on its own. But even with like the whole Justin Timberlake, um, Janet Jackson situation where mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. threw her under the bus, basically. And the Super Bowl's coming. And, in and he's back. Exactly. For the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So like the, the way that people can use and abuse blackness and then conveniently just go like, oh, well, I'm going to return to what I really started with. Mm-hmm. And have the ability to do that, and right. I mean, good thing with Justin Timberlake, it'll probably be a fine album. <laughs> it won't, it won't flop. I <laughs> doubt
0: it will flop right, on like, Miley definitely going to be producing. And right. Mm-hmm. is right. on the album too. And you know, Justin's learned a lot, you know, from all these years of uh, being in. Black influence circles. So, mm-hmm.
1: you know. he knows too much. Just what happens when you invite too right? many people to the cookout? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They take your shit. And he started right it it. early and stayed long mm. in this black
0: and black music, the you know? So I went to cornrow, s- then
1: got a fade. Mm-hmm. 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 How do mm-hmm. you let this happen, y'all? Yeah, you got bamboozled. Right, so. <laughs> let it straight. <laughs> so, so good luck to that, I guess. I yeah. suppose.
2: It was interesting though, and it just hit me, when when artists say, like, yeah, I'm returning to my roots as if those roots weren't also influenced by black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, So anyway, I'm gonna
1: leave
2: that alone. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that alone. Again, so, yeah.
1: as far as I know, his roots are Mickey Mouse clubs. so I just wanna know, like, <laughs> is he gonna be performing on t- mm-hmm. Like, I- Also,
2: like, I heard
0: mm-hmm. T from, I was reading the comments like one of the videos, someone was like, "Um, oh, he definitely from the suburbs. of, sh- of suburbs." <laughs> the <laughs> suburbs? See, like, from the suburbs. suburbs, like, I don't know what this little bad country shit is boy you know you okay. ain't never hop no wood throw no horseshoe you ain't oh never shit. did nothing.
1: <laughs> you were in a cul-de-sac my dude right
2: okay <clears throat> he had the buzz cut in the preview just mm-hmm. right just roasting serving peak. some marshmallows took it out of the mason Beak jar ones. yep
0: right with some moonshine I was going to say playing play music the with, the, with a spoon and a cup of glass ting 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 so I was looking for the fiddle let me stop of all these stereotypes a, light, a nice light roast of Jessica <laughs> boy you deserve it so mm-hmm. you're just lucky it's a light roast you, you made some good tunes
2: so well moving on uh, the premiere of Grownish was this uh, past week. Yes. Um did anybody check that out? No. I
1: did not. Mm. I was supposed to, mm-hmm. and then I didn't for yeah.
0: some reason. Cool.
2: Did you check it out? I watched it last night for research for nice. today's episode. Beautiful, <laughs> um, yes. Good job, good it's, job.
0: It's, it's kind you. of out of our age group, not to age us, but no, so a look, little bit. I love <laughs> to
1: freeform heavy. Okay. <laughs> so I mean they come through with the Harry Potter like marathons consistently. That's the most time and I'm also parent for them. trap. So I mean.
2: But no, I, I missed it this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. also for those who are, are unaware, uh, Grownish oh, yes. is a spinoff of the ABC show Blackish, which is so amazing. Um, it's mm-hmm. a show about that follows Zoe, the oldest daughter, her journey into college and meeting fun, fashionable, diverse friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little bit about the show that premiered mm-hmm. this past week. So yeah, um, so, does it say
1: what type of college she goes to? Like, is it like HBCU esque or is it like PWI esque?
2: So PWI I,
1: meaning predominantly white institution <laughs> uh, you Let them know mm-hmm. um,
2: So I originally thought it was going to be an HBCU So They kind of have some influence Of like a different world But it's an mm-hmm. entirely different show mm-hmm. um, huh. So it's a made up school called uh, Cal U Cal, mm-hmm. Cal Univ- California University mm-hmm. um, So it's a PWI okay. But mm-hmm. within the school There's like this Historically black uh, Residence hall mm-hmm. okay. Um and so um, that's where, like, all the black kids hang out And all the black kids live And there's history, culture, and all that stuff And there's, like, a BSU, a black student union I mean, of course it. So, so yeah. yeah Gotta have yeah, it Yeah, gotta have it So, <laughs> so there, there is some influence um, of that So I know that
0: there was definitely Even though I didn't watch I was seeing some controversies mm-hmm. over the show on the internet I'm like, damn, this show only got one, maybe two episodes
2: over yeah. They already
0: started But, you know, it's good questioning things but well what's the controversy i mean i know but for our listeners <laughs> yeah. what's the controversy so yes, tell us. the main article that i saw was like grown-ish and do dark-skinned people not go to college question mark mm. i was like true
2: <laughs> <laughs> so let's speak on it
0: yeah so i think what people are trying to say is that from just the stills and the shots from the show and what people have seen so far that the representation of like dark-skinned black people is not adequate enough it's not mm-hmm. it's just not enough there's just like so people are just like why isn't there this is supposed to be a black show like why aren't we pushing for these things why we and... seeing the
1: diversity in black people yeah mm-hmm. i just i feel like that's a question that comes up not only i mean it comes up for any type of media that's all black like mm-hmm. i think even in that criticism also came up in beyonce's lemonade
2: yeah where mm-hmm.
1: like yeah throughout the entire thing it's like but where are the dark-skinned women where are the that women Mm -hmm. where like women that look different than just like people like Beyonce or the other people. So I think this as a criticism that often comes up in all predominantly black media. And I think it's a question that is valid Mm -hmm. and definitely asking. I mean, it is one episode though. (laughs) And so like I'm hoping that there's more visibility as the episodes go on. But like is it gonna be
0: like a black friends? Where, like, mm-hmm. dark-skinned people don't exist in college? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So I think, too, another thing that I thought was just interesting is just, like, how over time the spectrum on what blackness and what being dark-skinned mm-hmm. is has changed. So it's like, when I was looking at the pictures of the kids on the show, I was just like, okay, not that dark skin is op- like opposes light skin, but I was like, I don't consider not one of those kids light-skinned. So I feel mm. like a lot of them mm. are actually in that medium, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the brown people say the gray area of black. I'm like, what? <laughs> the brown <laughs> so area, the, yeah. Of blackness. The medium range of blackness, which mm. I'm like, is a it's a huge step forward too. It's just like, okay, like I don't consider any of those kids light skin mm-hmm. because like light skin is more like we think different world. Like
2: Jasmine, is that her name? Yeah, Jasmine Guy. Yeah, who played Whitley. Yeah, Whitley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was so like, Jasmine I know her, guy, yeah. Her name in the
0: <laughs> so show. I think like that is like light skin. So like. Yara's mixed race Yara's half um, Iranian Iranian. yeah Iranian and her mom is black American and like even still she's still a darker like she I don't know I wouldn't call her light I I wouldn't I wouldn't not call her
1: white skin but I wouldn't really call I wouldn't it's again, like, what is light skin? Medium. What is dark skin? Right. What is medium skin? I would, if anything, I would, if somebody calls her light skin, I wouldn't be like, what? Yeah, right? But, I, but even yeah. but going back to the sisters, what are their names? Oh, the, the and singing Hall- sisters. Yeah, Hall- Chloe and Harley. They're medium tone, in my opinion. Yeah, like, they're medium
0: tone. And then in the middle. Also, too, like, it's just funny, just in representation and stuff, people are like, and how people, I guess, equate dark skinness would be more black too because mm. just like even in terms of hair like Chloe and Halle have locks yes. like people don't like and they're not the little like faux locks that people like no these girls have had locks since they're little little babes little mm-hmm. babes like little singing babes yeah little singing yes. babes like, and they not can let that sing, baby and, sing yeah, right? <laughs> so it's just so interesting to me just like what people are equating blackness yes. to because another and equating yeah, diversity yeah with. too as yeah. well because I think the boy on the show uh, who's adorable I, he used to be a singer and now he's just acting now some
2: Jackson is his last name? Oh, Trevor Jackson. Trevor Jackson. Yeah, that, yeah. Look at that
0: black. Look at his name, Trevor Jackson. Y'all gonna say this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's the last? Yeah. Angel? Even Trevor, I would
0: consider him on the darker end of. Yeah. me. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's hard. Even for me too. Like um, I consider myself dark skinned but then I've met dark skin people who mm. told me like, <laughs>
1: "Bitch, D- Dina <laughs> said yeah, said mm, no,"
0: <laughs> and oh, I was like wild offended like. But, it's a conversation I've often yes. had With
1: people too Where other people Are like they identify As darker skin And I'm like But is that because This is not like mm-hmm. Against you or anyone else I've yeah, had a conversation see. with But like Is that now Because dark skinness Is more comfortable now I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. for you But like yeah. back then People were not Trying to be dark skin And now that it's like More like Acceptable for yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, yeah, I'm Tarzan to I'm like, bitch, where were you? <laughs> when you're being made fun of, and like, I was being made fun of in, in elementary school. Right. So, like, I don't, so, like, I think, mm-hmm. like, going back, like, complexion and what is considered what has mm-hmm. definitely
0: changed and morphed yeah. throughout the years. And it's and, definitely widened too, because I yeah. think people were saying, like, where are the people who look like Lupita? I'm just like, oh. what? Like, that's <laughs> <all> like, <laughs> so another thing too that I have is, like, I think that, especially in the context of the United States, because the show takes place in the United States, most black people fit in the medium spec, that mm-hmm. huge spectrum of, like... Right. Yeah, in that me- brown, brown, gray area. Like, So the fact that people are like, where are the Lupitas? Where are the... I'm just like, okay, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this show also didn't have... Well, at least from what I've seen, also didn't have, like, not to s- try to compare, mm-hmm. like, because we already have overrepresentation of really light-skinned people. But, like, I just saw people who were just black. Like, right. I didn't think it- even... But it's something, like, because I guess I'm not considered dark skin. which is book bull- i don't know i'm still fight that i still feel like i'm dark skin. <laughs> i'm giving a disapproving right? look You like i at me like i'm rachel Dozzle. i don't care <laughs> Wait, like, <laughs> don't put that on me don't say that name i don't care it's almost like being called a racist <laughs> chill son <me> <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> but yeah just like it, it just so i feel like it's just a very like interesting range into that and i really appreciate that like in terms of diversity just blackness the spectrum of like what's considered light skin what's considered dark skin it's just going it's just moving down shifting towards the end of like being like like ebony being like the color of ebony is like that's dark skin even in All that case people, i'm a dark skin if you're gonna yeah right you you're know gonna make exactly it so like, it's just like at what points like it's good that we should never be satisfied right. until like you know there's everyone's represented everyone's represented mm-hmm. yeah right. but just like i mean give the show a chance like there are black it's a black show i i didn't hear people boycotting the show no yeah, i don't think that, we're know, there knows? yet even no. though i heard that some people wanted to boycott I I feel was like it Black I Panther? Yes. Yeah. Wait, but that's a
1: that a okay. hoax. Yeah. Oh god. It was a four chan yeah. hoax and good. it's funny and
2: 4chan. I wish we had time to talk about it. Mm, Should yeah. have put it in the lineup, but yeah. yeah. I <laughs> go was with, gonna go there when we first mentioned Michael V. Jordan. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: But we talked yeah. about this in the past past, like in like private conversations about like critical thinking and how people kind of just follow outrage yeah. and mm-hmm. are not actually thinking for themselves. Like, are you actually personally outraged about this or not? No, because right. you heard I think it was based on like Michael B. Jordan's like girlfriend being not black. Yeah, she's and then something, yeah, something. She's, like not black and, and like, people He were
2: invited black. her over for Kwanzaa with his family. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Stop guys. Oh, bless <laughs> so, him. And so um I guess just really quick, um so there's <laughs> been rumor that Michael B. Jordan uh does not does not date black women. Um and in his Vogue 73 questions interview, he said that that was like the most outrageous, ridiculous, mm-hmm. ridiculous rumor mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. ever heard about himself. So yeah. So as a result of the, you know, people, oh, I'm doing air quotes people seeing um, him and his non-black girlfriend at Kwanzaa dinner. Um, people are like, <laughs> oh, oh, so that's true. <laughs> huh? That's oh. true. Oh, was it her at Kwanzaa dinner? Yeah. Yeah. That's like oh, there were pictures about So it. he celebrates yeah. Kwanzaa and they had a Kwanzaa dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's so I was laughing at. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so people were, I don't know what people, but uh, maybe it's Michael Jord- Beagle Jordan's fan club saying, was saying that they were going to boycott Black Panther. And I'm like, you it was like is a 4chan, it right? was a 4chan thing it. that made it happen. And uh-huh. it's like,
1: y'all like, and, and now it's like, there's like an article, I didn't read it obviously, but it's like how um, the hoax basically pits, like puts black women in a corner basically. And it's just mm-hmm. like, but we need to be more critical and we have to have personal thought about what we think about these things, not just because somebody started a movement. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I'm outraged too. Yeah. Let me wait. Do you, do you actually care that he has a non-black girlfriend or not? <laughs> right. And also, like, he's not the only one. Right. And yeah. also, I'm seeing fucking Black Panther. Right. Regardless, like, regardless. As long as he has not, I mean, there's many things that I will boycott things mm-hmm. for, and having a white girlfriend is not anywhere near close right. to that. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Exactly.
1: Jeez. So. But yes, no, just quickly going back to the grown thing. Like, it is right. episode one, and like... Of course like again like even as a dark skin person diversity is not just about skin color too like we said like it's right. about like what type of hair is represent- represented mm-hmm. what sizes are represented abilities represented like all these other things so like yes like I would hope that like even if they don't have those people represented in the main cast of like six I'm assuming mm-hmm. I better see that in like the background characters mm-hmm. in like if we're talking about a college campus I better see people that, like they're actually college students
2: right. living
1: like real life experiences. So right. mm-hmm. here's to crossing my fingers and hoping mm-hmm. that there is true diversity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. i would
2: also like to mention um, did any of you see the show to um, Dear White People? Yeah. Because people are also talking know. about. I saw the movie, yes. I, oh, I watched nothing. some TV. I saw the movie,
1: not the Netflix show. Yeah, I saw oh, the show. So, so, so the movie. Netflix
2: show. You see, we don't be watching Netflix enough. Mm-hmm. So maybe this <laughs> also was in the movie, but mm-hmm. people were also criticizing the attempt at diversity within the TV show. So like for instance with they had this uh like stereotypical African student yeah international student that you know transferred to the school and he was like clueless about everything and mm-hmm. just was about like, race about That's like right. you know like, and just about the US. culture and like it was just like very like, inaccurate? inaccurate and it was like yeah. inaccurate
1: also not only stereotypically but also Funnily enough, we're talking about, like, colleges and what black people represented in college. It's actually, I don't know if, like, statistics specifically, but, like, a lot of them are, like, West African or just African people in colleges. Mm -hmm. So, like, why would that be the stereotype of what an African person in college looks like when... Mm-hmm. there is a lot of representation of what African people in colleges in the United States yeah, looks like. It would, right? And it's not that at all.
2: Yeah, and it's just like that go-to accent that they always use. Like, oh, just like, what do you think African the sounds African like? Be accent. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's
1: like him to the Greek, or it's like
2: the African drum man. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on, I guess. Yeah, it's, but uh, speaking on colorism, I feel like this. so, yeah, speaking mm. of colorism. Kind um, of a good um, flow. TVs, yeah,
0: yeah. This <clears> is throat> just throat> working. The media is just, you know. Been watching a
2: lot of TV this week. Yes, I
0: have. <laughs> but um, in one of the best shows on reality you know, <laughs> television, <laughs> Love and Hip Hop has a new city. We in Miami. Trick now, Daddy. Right? You're right? with you need to i Okay. <laughs> And if one of the cast members, her name is Amara La Negra, mm. which I don't know if people have seen her. She's really dope. Beautiful. Ridiculously oh, beautiful. beautiful. Like, like oh I look at her and I'm like, god damn.
1: <laughs> like she looks like an actual
2: like doll. Doll. I just yeah. need to know like, whatever majestic shea butter she is. Use, using. Yeah. It's honestly probably just great of genetics. right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yes.
2: I, the tears of her oppressors. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Amara La
0: Negra is a um singer uh, Afro uh, Latina Dominican singer uh, based out of Miami Mm -hmm. Um, I first heard about her a few years ago like via Tumblr just like oh who's this poppin like Dominican woman who had like these really fun um, songs like songs in Spanish and like was just beautiful with skin just like glowing glistening Mm -hmm. just not an imperfection in her face like crazy so beautiful but anyway so she's a new cast member on um, Love and Hip Hop and one of the producers that she was meeting, um <laughs> Don't even say his name. Yeah, I know, I won't. One of the producers <laughs> he, that you who's also a Latino, <laughs> um, who's a lighter skin Latino man, um, was telling her like literally she has an Afro also. If you if you've Majestic, never seen her, you should beautiful. really look at She afro, literally has like, a globular afro, afro yeah. Perfect. like like what's this woman's name from Black Expectation Films? Pam Greer? Yeah, yes. <laughs> beautiful, perfect afro. So this producer said to her, um, like that, she needs to change her look and maybe look a little bit more elegant. This a little yes. more like
1: Beyonce and not Macy Gray. Gray yeah, a little more. Which more is
0: like insulting. Yes, yes, so insulting. And she to Macy Gray. she has great facial expressions because she just be like her eyes wide, like huh. Hmm. <laughs>
2: really. True. More. Yeah,
0: right. Keep keep Tell talking. Talk yourself. Until this a whole... whole Afro thing. Mm-hmm. When did that start? Like when you say yeah. Afro Dominican, is it does it mean that you're African or does it mean that you got an Afro? I was it like, was so. <laughs> think it, it was so ignorant and it was so ignorant that I was like, this has to be acted. Yeah. I have to script it because,
1: it's like, he is really asking, like, the, like, sir the really, basic. like, you can be colorist, but, like, are you really
0: that basic? Right. But like I feel
1: like some people
0: are. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, it was so... He called her at the end my Nutella queen. Did you hear that? I was Nutella- like, I I know you did not. But Nutella's delicious, number one. And two, the yeah. fuck? like That was just the fact. he's like, well, I really like Nutella. So that's right. why I said No, no. No, my guy. And I also just love her because she really is, like, unapologetically black. Like, when he said, like, oh... Afro, what does that mean? She stopped and she was like, "You do know I'm a black woman, right?" That's how she like she switched it. Like, don't even try right. that. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes, queens, go sis, come on." So within that too, so a lot of the controversy, especially on Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. about Marla Negra, is that a lot of black people, like non Hispanic black people, are kind of like they also don't get it either. Yeah, don't get it either. So this is like a whole thing about representation. Why it's important, right? The Afro Latinos are. Subgroup of like blackness, they're ethnic, in the same group way how you have African Americans, right? You have
1: African Latinos or Afro Latinos, in the same way that you have Afro Caribbeans in general, right?
0: That they're African Caribbeans, mm-hmm. and African South African, South American, right? African. Central Americans, like, right? Y'all, the Transatlantic slave trade. So, like, people are just not getting the history and how boats work. It and just how, literally, how, like, <laughs> one stop, you offloaded, A thousand it, slaves. A another stop, a French-speaking yeah. country, an English-speaking country, a Dutch-speaking country. Right. Like saying like, like, even on to be on.
1: even more concrete, like. The island of Hispaniola.
0: Right.
1: It's two countries on one island. Mm-hmm. You think that one part doesn't have all black people and the other part's just not? Yeah, right. Like <laughs> it's the same black people. It's just divided by a line and the colonizers were like, Yeah, this side's French, mm-hmm. this side's Spanish. The end.
0: Like yeah. the same black people. Right. Yeah. I don't so understand. It's just, it's just amazing to me how so many people are not like understanding that concept. So mm-hmm. another thing too from Marla Negra is that people were saying that she, like she's a, like she's in blackface. Like there's no mm-hmm. way her skin looks like that and stuff. And then this poor girl is out here posting baby pictures of her as baby. As baby. Which literally proved that she like that her one, her skin been perfect since mm-hmm. mm-hmm. birth. And like, you're mad. Right, and you're Pressed. mad and you're tight and you're tight. And you're and mad. You're mad. <laughs> 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 like who are you kidding? Like, so even for me, when I first like saw her from a few years ago, I was just like how does she look like? That? The contrast, literally, like if you like zoom in, her pores don't exist. <laughs> uh, like literally, she is literally <laughs> airbrushed yeah, naturally, naturally airbrushed. So that's why I can kind of see people like, does she do something Airbrush or, cook or, powder. or like tan her <laughs> skin a little more? It's like no, literally, rest her, of us is just lame. God just blessed her with perfect skin, <laughs> okay. and we are all no mad. Deal. We're crying every night now. Like, <laughs> I mean,
2: no, like honestly true. i
0: gotta right it. she right. literally <laughs> doesn't yeah. have no nothing aren't like i don't know how she looked like that bless her but that's how she just looks so some instagram account you were saying yeah uh, so yeah. um instagram accounts so yeah so like companies. i've been seeing a lot of like drama
1: with some instagram accounts so there's this one um swimsuit swim company i will not name mm-hmm. because just like it's seeming a little messy right now and mm-hmm. i don't want to like Be false in what the intentions were, Mm -hmm. but um, it was a swimsuit company that is either yeah either Nigerian owned or Ghanaian owned. That was kind of like usually like all of their Facebook posts are just their swimsuits and their models, the end. Mm -hmm. And for the past few days, there's been like I think six posts in a row with um, Amara Negra just like. Talk, like Again, like in these cryptic ways where it's like, let me find one of them. I think one of them said like, so if it's Afro-Latina, is there something called Lace Frontina? Yeah. And it's okay. like, <laughs> I don't know if this they is tried. sarcastic hey, or if you're actually confused also about what Afro blank means. Yeah, Because like, again, like in the show, it's like, it's not Afro because I have an Afro, but it, yes too, But yeah. it's also Afro because Afro is just a short way of saying African, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> and so
0: like just like, like the fact that Afro American people never heard that exactly like, that, that used to be a phrase that people say, like, what right? Are they talking
1: about, and oh, so I oh, think just God. again like the ignorance of like Afro Latinas in general is not just um, to white people or to non Black Latinos, but just to like other Black people in the diaspora in general. And again, mm-hmm. going back to like, how representation is so important and knowing that it's not just the triad of mm-hmm. Black American, Black Caribbean, or um Black African. I mean, you
0: also here, because you know you South American too, so you just okay. Just wait, hit- wait, 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 wait. You <laughs> so, just hitting the Caribbean. True,
1: true, true. South uh, South American, but. <laughs> Not like English speaking, yeah. South American. we're hitting the regions. Yes, I'm hitting the regions. Just to make because we're know here that about regional things, things,
0: not like literally because you're like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like I'm not Abesha, I'm not like, but I'm repping for the continent of Africa. Exactly. You know, try my best to rep for exactly. anyone black in the continent. But true, and I, regions, I agree. Because like, know? I just want to make sure. Because like,
1: even with like, when we go back to like, what's like West Indian versus Afro Latina versus mm-hmm. all those things? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, regionally we all are bounded by the same customs and all that stuff. And then, but also language makes a big difference Mm -hmm. in what things are going down with your people, culturally, especially. So like, I do want to say is like, yes, I'm trying to sometimes rep y'all, or hopefully like Mm -hmm. have y'all in my fold, but -hmm. also like, I'm well aware that there are still differences in culture. And like, even the same way, like as a Caribbean, like Haitians are Caribbean too, but Mm -hmm. also Haitians are Francophones. And so it's like, I can't like, that's also a different legacy than, like, British colonizers. So, like, Mm -hmm. but yes. Guyana, turn up, (laughs) UT, massive.
0: Yeah, so another thing, too, is, like, going back to Marla Negra, how I think a lot of the ignorance, too, is that people just literally don't realize ethnicity and Mm -hmm. race and don't understand it. So I think um, Marla Negra... Trick Daddy and Trina were all on a inter- had an interview, mm, and they so were right. talking about the colorism with Amarla Marla Negra people. And Trick Daddy even being like, "Nah, she really black. Like she's a black <laughs> Latina." Like, right. So I think Latina's too, Amarla like, Negra mentioned like she's like, "Y'all know Trina's Afro Latina too, I was right?" Gonna say, even yeah. In the other, mm-hmm.
1: I think, Love of Hip Hop New York. Yeah.
0: Juju's Cuban Yeah. Juju's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people, I think it's <laughs> yeah, like, like people is. are literally just ignorant and don't understand that a lot of the black people that they see are, are Latina. Afro- Latina. Yeah. Are Afro Latina. <laughs> like, so I just thought that was so funny because Trina was just like, "Yeah, I'm half Dominican." Like. She's like, I wasn't raised by my Dominican side family. I don't have a relationship with them, but I'm, yeah. And it would make Dominican. so much sense, not only, of course, like the diaspora, but like, you're in Miami. Yeah, regionally. Like, and then going back to like
1: regionally, like Miami has a high percentage of that. New York has yeah. a high percentage of it. So I can, I can see why if you're not exposed to it, you don't get it. But also like, they were there. Yeah. <laughs> they're there and they're not hiding. Yeah. Like, even
2: yeah. in New
0: York too, like at right. the Schomburg right.
1: Center.
2: Yeah. And so, well, I'll also just personally say as well so, my family also has Cuban heritage. Also, mm-hmm. my family, I have family that's from Key West. And I remember mm-hmm. first hearing this, um, I was like, wait we're also Cuban, but we're black. Like not realizing yeah, a, that like, it's like you said, both and anyway. Mm. But yeah, like with the Schomburg Center, the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. I have I don't even remember. But it's like a, it's like a staple here, like up in Harlem. And, The Schomburg Center is founded by an Afro-Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. His name was Arturo Alfonso (laughs) (laughs) Schaumburg. So, um, Alfonso And he was from... (laughs) He was uh, a Puerto Rican. Uh, He was a Puerto Rican of African and German descent who moved to the United States, and he researched and raised awareness of contributions of Afro-Latin Americans, Afro-Americans, and, yeah, just... So it goes back to the point that people kind of just don't realize ethnicity and, right. city uh, and race, city and like race. Separate things, yeah things. and actually his birthday uh is at the end of this month so they'll be having a celebration of that happy but, birthday yeah. to you oh wait we don't have the copyright for that either, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Sorry,
0: <still. laughs> but you know what <laughs> we mean <laughs> um, so yeah let's get into the next segment
1: segment and we as the black triad are obviously saddened to hear about the recent passing of Erica Garner who is the daughter of the late Eric Gardner Um, for those who don't know Eric Garner was a man that was killed in a chokehold by the NYPD obvious case of police brutality and um, it was one of those deaths of many that sparked the big movement against police brutality mm-hmm. in the United States. Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter. Black Lives Matter, all that type of stuff. He was one of the big, his death was a propelling force in a lot of the um, more recent movements that um, come from that. Mm-hmm. And so Erica Garner was an activist in that, um, fighting against police brutality not, I mean, mm-hmm. for all groups of people.
0: <clears throat> and she got really propelled into that when her father passed, so. Exactly. She took it to heart. Yeah.
1: And, almost literally, and not, and not like, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but, like, um, Erica Garner on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day suffered from a heart attack at age 27 and was put into a medically-induced coma and then passed on December 30th. And so, again, to say, passed away from a heart attack at age 27, which is wild. <laughs> and just mm-hmm. to give you – I mean, like, I don't really need to really give you any context, but I'm 27 years old. Like, that shouldn't – that's not necessarily – going to make it more concrete because it's already concrete, right? So like 27 years old suffering from something like a heart attack. So um, just to give a little background in her recent health, she had her second child a few months ago and suffered a heart attack then. And then it was um, discovered that she had an enlarged heart. And so then during this time, during the winter time, she had another heart attack and then passed. So being 27 and having a heart attack is something that does not necessarily match up (laughs) age-wise. right? Mm -hmm. If you are in normal health, that is not something that is expected to happen to you at all. right? And the first thing that came to mind when I heard the news was, this is obviously because of racial stress and Mm -hmm. just trauma from her father's passing and also just the long-term trauma of doing this activist work in police brutality and the blatant disrespect from police forces throughout the country and obviously throughout the world Mm -hmm. right and so this triad segment is not only talk about that racial stress but and trauma but also talking about just general health outcomes for black people when it comes to mental health
0: Mm -hmm. and mental illness and just um, general health outcomes yeah yeah so i know for me this is dara speaking um when i did my undergraduate thesis um i really looked at uh black health outcomes, specifically um, maternal and infant mortality and morbidity in black people in the United States. So um, a really interesting uh, video I had watched from the CDC, it was like called, the segment's called, I think, When the Bow Breaks, mm-hmm. and it was about um, college-educated black women and just how SES, social economic status, plays into um, health. So, or how it doesn't play into health, rather. Mm, yeah. So this article, I mean, so this uh, segment was talking about um, college-educated black women. And you're thinking, like, oh, if someone has higher has higher education, they would have better outcomes, just health-wise, if mm-hmm. you're, like, a black lawyer or a black physician. You think or, you have access to certain right? things. Mm-hmm. You know certain that things. education gives you access and you're aware and blah, blah, blah. So even... The statistic is just kind of crazy, so I'll say it now. It's college and graduate school educated black mothers have higher infant mortality rates than white women, white mothers, who didn't finish high school.
1: And I just want to cut in really quickly, because just to give a background, both Dara and I have MPHs, um, but you did this in undergrad, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In undergrad, I was so, I was also a sociology major, and I remember being in my sociology of health and illness class watching when the bow breaks or when the bow breaks and being one of two black women in the class and hearing this statistic and being like mortified. <laughs> mortified and yeah. just literally being like I
2: think the thought that went through my mind was, Well shit, like fuck it. Like, right. kind of like there's there's what am I supposed to do about that? Because you're taught like okay if you get the right education, you get the right jobs, you get the right health things then are gonna you be can better beat the system right. somehow. Mm-hmm. But it just shows that you can't you can't
0: Yeah. And just looking at it, too, um, another, so, en- like, looking to compare the statistics is, um, of course, you know, public health people, why is this happening? So you mm-hmm. have to do studies and look. So they did an animal study looking at um, some type of uh, primate and how when that primate is exposed to stressors in life, their uh, offspring also experience, or also have adverse health outcomes, so it just gets worse and worse progressively. So we call it in sociology life course perspective, and how mm-hmm. like um, uh, exposure lifelong exposure to stress, racism, discrimination, all these systems has adverse health outcomes to people. So another thing that they looked at was like, okay, is this a black thing? Is this like an African black thing? Like that's happening to them. So what they did was that they looked at a study to um, comparing. African women, so women in Africa who, um, and their uh, more, uh, birth mortality and infant mortality rates and morbidity, rather, and black women in America in the United States and white women. And what they saw was that African women had really similar birth outcomes to white women. So, not black women in America, but they had similar outcomes to white women in America. So it just shows that huh, it ain't about being black. It's something about being in the United States. It's something mm-hmm. about being, being black in, in the, America. Yeah, being black in America that's causing these adverse. And then the addition to that study also was
1: then when you had people immigrate to America, mm-hmm. it took one or two generations for then that mortality statistic to match Black Americans, Americans. Like right. Black American women in the United States. So it's like it's even further proved that it's like it's not being in America
0: that is a barrier yeah <laughs> being in America being black in America is the killer yeah, yeah. is the killer yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was just something that I've always I've looked at it always interested me in undergrad and even just now just seeing all these articles, I think there was another article that I shared um, yeah. with the triad. yeah mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm.
2: an article on NPR and it, it's it's a really scary read, but I also feel like it's very necessary. Um, mm-hmm. It tells us uh, the story of a woman named uh, Shalon Irving. Um, and the, the title of the article is Black Mothers Keep Dying After Giving Birth. And it just tells a story of this, yeah, I believe she was like in her 30s. Um, Public educa- health person. Yeah, Public educated, health educated, goals.
0: Oh, my had, God. Which is like, a scary Worked for the CDC.
2: Had p- two master's yeah. degrees, was doing a dual-subject PhD, mm-hmm. and, and died, I believe, soon after... Uh, giving childbirth, I knew she had um at believe she had some issues with her blood pressure and it just yeah, she dies soon after childbirth um, and it's just scary to see um, just like that that one statistic that you just said, Dara, about mm-hmm. you know the difference and um there's one quote I have to just share that um that's in here it says it tells you that you can't educate your way out of this problem you can't healthcare access your way out of this problem mm-hmm. there's something inherently wrong with the system that's not valuing the lives of black women mm-hmm. or specifically black american women mm-hmm. equally to white women and so it just tells you what do you do like what do you do then? yes mm-hmm. and
1: again like even going back like she was a public health professional and like again having that like Reflective, per- like part of it, where it's like I'm a public health professional. <laughs> oh wow! Like again, it, it brought me back to like when I was in undergrad, hearing about college-educated women, and it's like, it, it, I guess it hits that extra. It hits you harder when you're like, this is me. This could be me. It can be my colleagues. It could be my friends. It mm-hmm. could be anybody who, like you. Again, you're told that you're safe when you build your way up, mm-hmm. right? But there's no escape.
0: because racism is a structure. Right, exactly. And it also plays into, um, for the science listeners out there, just like epigenetics Mm. and how Mm. like it really is just like things that are happening around you can really affect your health and the generations after Mm -hmm. you. So, um... (laughs) <laughs> another science thing. So for people who pay attention to 8th grade, you know, bio or whatever, grade. The mitochondria grade. is the powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. That's what is I that came to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you may have heard of this guy named Lamarck's, um, Jean-Baptiste Lamarck, who mm. came up with... Um, the theory of soft inheritance, you may remember it as the dude who had the giraffe, and it's like, okay, the giraffe's neck got long because the giraffe reached for the higher branches, and therefore the giraffe's children slowly got longer, longer necks over time, but I don't you want probably did yeah, but did you, why you didn't, why you don't even, and why it was probably just a little line in your textbook, is She's because- Is black? No, okay, sorry. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> I know Jean Baptiste is not Haitian, but damn it. But um, so why you probably and never really may not remember this guy because soon after little Darwin over here came out with the theory of evolution people were like fuck that Lamar that shit don't make no sense no how talk about this theory of evolution that's what it really is but come this is why you got you know you may die whatever in the 18th century but you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta stay strong because maybe your theories one day <laughs> may, may make it you gotta stay you know keep it's like petty alive an, it's like being an artist you're probably gonna be famous when you die right? but like, like don't worry it'll come right? through your legacy still so for basically me. <laughs> around um, in the 2000s scientists started Looking at epigenetics and the whole like, oh, things that actually do happen to your lifetime do have effects on your offspring, like immediately after you. And well, fucking down. yeah, and therefore <laughs> we now have Lamarckian epigenetics. So stay petty, keep your ideas strong. It may happen 200 years later, <laughs> but, but, still, but it's still gonna happen. Be steadfast, yes. be steadfast in your theories. Oh my gosh. So basically, yeah, there is a thing with like just being exposed to health outcomes in your life so another thing too that when I think back at Erica Garner and how she was known for too was just kind of like you know in the movement in the activist movement she was always a firecracker like she was popping off she was always seen as very angry yeah yeah. so even people I know who've worked with like like come on like Erica a little strong Erica like you know but it's just like for one it shows it displays how when we'll talk about later just mental health and how mental health displays in different ways Mm -hmm. but just the fact that like her health like just for the things that happened she had every right to be angry mm-hmm. like we all should mm-hmm. be angry like that and the fact that it really t- got her it ended up getting her in the end And it's just like just shows how ingrained racism is in health systems mm-hmm. and just structures and just like you just can't even believe how someone who's 27 dies from a heart attack and I think but, like one, one of the most pointed things I've heard and saw was like
1: I don't know if I <laughs> somebody like I know said it or we like It was, like, a group saying, or if I read it somewhere, but it was basically, like, the state killed Eric Garner and the state killed Eric Garner, Garner. but it's different. Mm -hmm. Like, one thing is, like, the police state killed Eric Garner and, like, racist structures in health and... Life and everything killed Erica Garner, and it's like it's still just structures that kill people in the end. And right. there's something
2: also that I wanted to note that was in that NPR article, and it was talking about like nursing culture mm-hmm. and how like the face of nursing culture is often white, middle class, like what wh- and female, mm-hmm. um, and how very often when patients come in and don't fit that identity or don't fit that box, that it opens up for bias. So, mm-hmm. like, there was one woman that was in the article, and she did the doctors did not believe that she was having a heart attack until mm. she had her second one. Mm. Um, and then there was like another woman, uh, black woman who was pregnant. Then one of the nurses, white nurses, thought that she smoked weed because she had dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. And so it just goes, yeah, um, <laughs> on. yeah, as
1: they like, even like reminds me of like even things that are like again, we're talking about structures, like the idea that some high percentage of non-black or white doctors or residents i think either medical students, medical school students or residents believe that black people feel less pain yeah. like physical yes, pain yeah. than white people and like how like you have people who are in school like in training to be the people who are supposed to take care of us in the end who actually believe that we feel less pain mm-hmm. <laughs> and like how that looks when now when people need pain management who gets to have the opiates and who doesn't even though like I did read really a study that shows like that racism actually was a protective thing in the new opiate um,
2: Opioid crisis, opiate crisis
1: like, because mm-hmm. we're less likely to get prescribed pain medication anyway mm-hmm. so it's like how that looks but even regardless of that it's like when we're not taken seriously and specifically even like I know research studies separately outside of race women's pain is not seen as serious as serious as men's pain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like when you couple it together black people women But together, black women are going to be the ones who are cast at the bottom.
2: Right, Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy. And when it comes to black men, there are also disparities. Uh, Here are some more stats. Mm. Uh, African-American men are 30% more likely to die from heart disease than white males. And and that also um, brings up um, another fact that I know of. Um, I was reading an article some time ago, and it said that when Martin Luther King died, He was 39 years old, but he had the heart of a 60-year-old man, Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's that's scary, and I think it also shows how race, stress, trauma are also very connected to that. I was
1: going to say, that reminded me of a quote that I think I read somewhere where it's like, you know, like, black don't crack but we're like old inside. Yeah, like physical. we may look good on the outside, but mm-hmm. like we are dying on the
2: inside yeah. for all those reasons. Yeah, Exactly. and I'd also like to transition the conversation uh, to mental health. And so speaking as a mental health counselor, um, I've seen a lot of the stigma that still remains, especially within the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that we've made a lot of strides. Um, you see a lot of more Black people looking for, um, seeking therapy for themselves, but um, there's still a bit of a mountain to climb. Um, and I know that this episode has been quite a bit about numbers, but here's some more for you. Mm-hmm. Give it so, to <laughs> So one in every five adults in America experience um, a mental illness, um, but African Americans are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the general population. Now, for, from my experience, one one issue that comes about is that even though we're experiencing more mental uh, health problems, we're not exactly seeking mm-hmm. um, mental health care. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a number of reasons for that. There's lack of access, um, lack of, um, lack of you know, insurance. Um, lack of information, education, education about, about mental health. Yeah. Cause, and
0: a lot of internalized um, mm-hmm. discrimination towards black people. Like, I, for, I think I forgot the exact term, but it's basically like when you internalize things that can be a positive, but they're really not. They're actually detrimental to you. So it's like when um, Black people are like, "Oh, we can handle stress because yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like God. we're, strong people. Yeah, we're yeah. strong people. We've been through a lot, so we can do this right. and get through it." Like, yeah, it, that works for some things when you're trying to use like adversity to get past. It's talk that. about resilience, yeah, but resilience. that's not yeah. it. <laughs> not this yeah. is not the same thing at all. Exactly. So. And
2: I actually did a project. Um, during my master's program about strong black women within the church but Mm. I think it applies to both women within and outside of the church and how um how sometimes we see like like some of the mothers in the church or some of the mothers in our family and like we just say oh like yeah my grandma she's so strong she's She's a pillar of strength for the Mm. family and but so often um, we put ourselves on the back burner. And so they're not seeking the necessary support, the necessary mental health um, care that they desperately need, whether it's for anxiety, whether it's for depression, um, whether it's PTSD. PTSD, oh gosh, and, and just racism is just so connected. Or even
1: just like having a soundboard. Because yeah. like for people who are in very supportive, who, who are people who are supporting other people, oftentimes they don't have anyone to turn to. To mm-hmm. Talk about their problems, so even if you're not suffering from any like adverse mental health episode or something like that, just having somebody to talk to, like mm-hmm. even if it isn't like therapy traditionally, but like
2: having that other person that you can release to yeah. in some way, yeah, and what about for black men like do black men feel like they have an outlet um, mm. to share to be vulnerable mm-hmm. to to be open about um any kind of mental health issues that they're having? Um, I know Dina and I we were talking uh, prior to us recording about how difficult it was to find a therapist and so speaking for myself I wanted to look for a black female therapist Mm, same Um, I've had white female therapists before but I specifically was looking for a black female therapist because I wanted someone who uh, granted we, we all say that Black people are not a monolith, but I wanted somebody who closely mm-hmm. um, identified with my experience as a black woman. Right. Um, yeah, I wanted somebody who I didn't have to explain the little things to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and so finding- and You could a, also
0: understand cultural nuances. Sure. Exactly, right, yes. Right.
2: And, and so for finding a black female therapist, that was difficult, but imagine trying to find a black male therapist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see them. I don't see <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, shout out to y'all yes seriously you're needed
2: and
1: wanted yes yeah going back to like with black men and mental health right like we're talking about like of course like when talking about black women like people who are in high support levels or high support positions often do not seek the extra help but like when you now bring so like we're talking about like the the stereotype of the strong black women right mm-hmm. but then when we go into black men now we're talking about like patriarchy mm-hmm. and toxic masculinity and what it means to emote what does it mean to share and <laughs> to yeah. cry to do all those things that are not seen as quote unquote manly
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so like not only is there not enough like black male therapists if you're somebody's looking for somebody who looks like them or identifies with them in some way but then also like how likely is a black male going to seek a help in the first place because it goes way outside of what is the norm or what is expected of men in general and specifically black men.
2: Right, right. I have, um, I have two small nephews. Shout out to them. They're so cute. Yay. And um, <laughs> so they're, they're these two cute adorable black boys and um, I've, I've been trying to start them young. My sister cracks on me cause she says that I treat them like they're my clients, but <laughs> I'm trying to teach them that it's okay to emote. It's okay to express your feelings mm-hmm. because I don't want them to grow up still Hardened. suppressing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's what happens. Not just, I don't want to say it's just for black men, it's, it's for black men, women as well, but mm-hmm. they suppress. So like when my nephews are upset about something, I'm like, use your words. What's wrong? <laughs> I'm sad. Why are you sad? Cause I want to play and it's raining. Oh, I yeah. So yeah, that's healthy. It's healthy to. And it be also able to teaches them
1: that. emotional intelligence that you're yes. able to literally locate right. and identify what your feeling is and express it, whether it's like through physical ways, not like fighting, but like just literally, like is a cry, because I'm like that, or even mm-hmm. verbally, just like I am upset because this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can pinpoint that. Exactly.
2: So it's important to be able to develop that language. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have to go to a therapist some choose you know to go elsewhere but as long as you have um that outlet because we see the way stress impacts the body um going back to just general health um it affects our blood pressure it affects Mm -hmm. um you know getting migraines Mm -hmm. um just you you feel your stress you feel uh, trauma within the body the ways that you interact with other people Mm -hmm. but like even when i think about like
1: i work in schools and that like When people are angry, the first thing they want to do is fight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where does that come from? Where it's like, it's about like, of course, we could talk about ego and like all the research studies, probably by white people, about like Mm -hmm. what is urban culture and why is defending your honor a big deal? Mm -hmm. Like beyond that stuff, but like, why is the first emotion or the first way to solve a confrontation to like come back with violence? Like, Mm -hmm. that's a lot to do with mental health as well. Mm -hmm. And I know you had some stats or a stat about
2: um, black kids as well. Yeah, that uh, for black youth, the suicide rates um, are rising. And we've seen stories, recent stories in the news. Um, I believe there was an eight-year-old girl, mm-hmm. I believe, who had committed suicide. Um, an eight-year-old. As, like, an eight-year-old. I'm myself, just un- right? inconceivable. Yeah as, it was, yeah, as a result of, of bullying. And I believe there was also a 10-year-old child that mm-hmm. also committed suicide as well. So, like, this is heartbreaking. And there desperately needs to be... Um, a resource, an outlet, something that needs to be done for, for these youth, for for adults, for our grandparents, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Um. So just to take a,
0: I guess, looking at things uh, with structure versus agency. Um, so you guys are talking about. How you seek therapy? So, mm-hmm. like, what? So sometimes in the structures of like racism and stress and discrimination, sometimes there are things that you're present in, so you can't necessarily escape them. But what do you do with your own agency to find ways to combat the stress and all these things that negative negatively affect your health outcomes? Are you talking about? Self-care? Yes. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. I love <laughs> this conversation.
1: <Ooh. laughs> what do I do for self-care? Well, you, I,
2: you can go first if okay. you have. I love talking about self-care. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, so whenever I... um whenever I wrap a session with a client, I I make it a habit to ask them, you know, I generally, you just say, okay, bye, take care. But I make it. (laughs) Okay, girl. But no, I usually make it a point not just to say take care, but like, how will you take care of yourself? Mm I had taken that from from a previous um, from previous uh, supervisor that I really looked up to. And um, I I try to ask that of myself, how will I take care of myself? Um, sometimes people think of self-care as, oh, I'm going to get my hair done, going to get my nails done, you know, mm-hmm. going to run a bubble bath or whatever, but, and that could be like self-care, yeah, mm-hmm. but I think one, it has to be good for you, uh, but two, it also has to be intentional, so it's right. one thing to get your nails done, but like, oh, because I'm going out tonight, that doesn't necessarily yeah. like mm-hmm. count, it has to be the intentional piece, so um, so for one, I, I always say like therapy, therapy, therapy is my number one for self-care, Um I, um, I'm used to being around noise, um, just from be- working in the city, mm-hmm. and I have a, a, a pretty loud family. <laughs> so speak on it. Um, so I same. So i really taken to just solitude. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I have candles. I've really grown to love candles, <laughs> and so I'll just, I'll, I'll sit in my room. I'll light my candles, and I'll just sit there because it's sometimes so hard to just quiet yourself, mm-hmm. and and so that's that's one way in which i do self-care writing also is really mm-hmm. um is a really good outlet for me um sometimes like if i'm frustrated about something i'll write it out and sometimes i might keep it sometimes i might just like rip it up throw it away but i at least got it out there mm-hmm. um but yeah so for me it's just the intentional piece even mm-hmm. like one going to the doctor i went for a yeah. physical. I <laughs> went for physical. I hate when they take blood, but um, I say, you know, I'm gonna go to the doctor. I haven't been in God knows how long. Um, but that was my self care. Um, so, I think yeah.
1: going off of that, like cause I think like a lot of times people do think of self care as just like, what are, you, what are the good things you're doing for yourself in terms of like, are you gonna get a massage or are you gonna like cause even for me like one of my self care tactics is like sleeping right mm-hmm. but like I think uh, like the intention one. of it also like going back to like how you said going to the doctor right like self care doesn't have to be what, what lavish things or spa things you're doing for yourself but really like clean your room yeah. like things like that like yes. if you are in like a depressive state and your room is not in its best state, like, self-care can be literally cleaning your room. Self-care can be paying your bills mm-hmm. and making sure you're, if you can, if you're On able time. to, like, making sure you get that stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, doing little things that are, like, very functional for yourself to make sure that you're, that, that stress of not meeting those things mm-hmm. is out of the way, too. Um, for me, I think a lot of, like, solitude is one thing I do, too. I work in a school. I work in schools, mm-hmm. <laughs> plural. All the nurse. Right? <laughs> I, I work in nurses' offices. Um, nurses are loud as fuck. Mm -hmm. coming from a family of nurses so (laughs) so like i I work in school nurses offices and like it's just chaotic and kids are everywhere i love them love my babies but they're loud and like i said being in the city so like when i get home like oftentimes just like lock myself in my room and if i'm watching tv on low or just listening to a podcast like that's one way i do it um not necessarily the healthiest of coping mechanisms but like a glass of wine mm-hmm. right yes. and keeping it to the one. glass and <laughs> not going past because that's when it becomes unhealthy but something that's like just gonna even like for that moment in time wind you down and um there was one thing i used to do and i think it was like going back to intention and also having multiple health benefits to it i used to peel a navel orange and then eat it and mm-hmm. so like oh, the my smell so mm-hmm. it's, it's multiple levels of it right and so mm-hmm. I like oranges. (laughs) Um, So, like, and specifically a navel orange. So, like, what I do is that I peel the navel orange because it's easy to do, but there's still enough tension in the peeling that I'm getting the tension out of my hands. And so, like, that helps for the physical part of it. When you're peeling that orange, I'm peeling it in a way too that it's releasing the um, essential oils Mm -hmm. into the air. And Mm -hmm. I'll even sometimes use, like, the oil to, like, rub it on my wrist or, like, under my neck so I can get, like, the smell of the oranges because that. Also, orange essential oil is good with reducing anxiety at that moment. And then, you eat the orange, vitamin C is an energy booster. And so, like, you're getting, if you're feeling, like, down or, like, on edge, even though it's boosting your energy, it's boosting it in a healthier way and in a different direction. And so, like, I even suggested it to some of my students. I was like, yeah, the peeling of an orange and eating the orange is, like, a whole encompassing, like, self-care thing that is an experience that could help people but I also sometimes journaled when I was like having anxiety attacks I would journal I would have had an adult coloring book I would do breathing exercises but yeah I'm trying to get better at like doing it before the crisis hits yeah. <laughs> and like what are you doing before like way before a crisis even hits so like I'm yeah. way better yeah.
2: now that's but, also part yeah. of the reason why I wanted to um make therapy a uh, a consistent part of my life because before therapy was linked to I'm in crisis. I need to go now. Right. Like, what do you mean? I can't get an appointment in three, three weeks. Like mm-hmm. I need to see you now. So that's why I wanted to make it a consistent mm-hmm. part of my life. But there's also another uh, self-care role that I'm trying to incorporate. It's very hard. I'm trying to incorporate no social media mm. after 10 o'clock. Oh, speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. Trash. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to incorporate a uh, no social media after 10 o'clock. Right. And, um, I think... So that's my self care because I think that social media can kind of serve as like this. It feeds into the comparison game mm-hmm. that I'm yeah. not where I'm supposed to be. That everyone else is affording these really great vacations and I'm here, and mm-hmm. um, and so I'm trying to incorporate that one so that I'm not feeding into that, but also two so I'm actually going to bed. At a I was going to say yeah, <laughs> like okay. it takes away it, that
1: whole like scrolling until three in the morning.
2: Like mm-hmm. oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasted it away. Exactly. Right. So how are you taking care of yourself, Dara? um okay so for me i feel like i
0: didn't really think much about self-care until i was older and started like working in the health field and mm-hmm. you know being more educated to know about these things because like in um i guess in my african family like there's not really many things of self-care i'm even teaching my mom self-care mm-hmm. methods same as age you know same. so um but personally for me I always felt like sleep was my first self-care that I ever used, even as a child. I -hmm. enjoy sleeping, like, a lot. Um, Some people will think, like, oh, in some forms of depression, sleeping a lot can be, like... But, no, for me, sleeping has always been, like, just, you know, if you did not have a good day, you know, I'm going to sleep this off and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And you feel recharged, usually, you know, after you have a nice, like, long bit of sleep. So another thing that I also found that I was using as self-care... when i was young was being athletic just i love um, like having your heart race or hum- mm-hmm. heart pump and in the endorphin sense mm-hmm. <laughs> not anxiety sense cuz i have that too and <laughs> it's, it's a different thing right yeah. it's a difference right so and now especially uh, lifting i weight lift a lot so i love the feeling just picking things up and putting them down mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a um, person right, <laughs> <laughs> right. and um, Also, I used to journal a lot when I was younger. I'm starting to get back into that with um, other methods of journaling. Like, I have this journal that I got that's like a a question a day. So, it just asks you a question for every day of the year, and it's supposed to be a five year journal. So, yeah, it's really awesome. How thick
1: is this journal? Ooh, it's like about uh, damn y'all. y'all, y'all,
0: y'all <laughs> I'm, really, okay. I'm using my finger. I know y'all can't. She's showing uh, about four this. inches right. of <laughs> <laughs> the thickness. Well, put it this way, Dara thin. actually
2: bought me one for Christmas, and I thought it was a Bible. So that just goes <laughs> to show you how thick it is. I was like, tick, how did tick, how did she know uh, I wanted to dive into the word more? It's 365
0: pages of questions, you know. Um, But yeah it's that I've been doing, started off with the new year and it's been really great and I, it's bringing me back to like just writing my thoughts and like, you know, and I like the idea that I can go back in five years and see what I thought each day of the year Mm. and like what my, the changes that I had. Um, So, yeah, and oh, another thing that, this is probably my most recent form of uh, self-care that I didn't like before but I started to grow to like is aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had like, Sometimes scents are too strong to me and they like I used to hate the smell of lavender and a lot of people think it's a very calming thing and for me like lavender Are you the same way, Tara? I hate lavender. Yeah, I don't. I like I lavender. I really like it. Not my favorite, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I've started to like um um have a little more lavender products and I've started to like I think before it was too much lavender, and that's why it was probably Yeah, some people too concentrated. Yes, yes, yeah. So I think I've like lightened it up and I was like, Okay, I can see why people kind of like it but just in general, I got some aromatherapy oils and use them in my diffuser and mm-hmm. I've actually really liked to enjoy that. They're also good in the shower. Yeah. Mm. Oh are they? Yeah, yeah. I've heard. And um yeah, one more form of uh, self-care that I just remember that I like to do is solitude, like you guys mentioned. I am mm-hmm. a ESFP, Myers-Briggs personality. Um, I think you two are actually ENFPs. Yeah, we're both so, ENFPs. Yeah, so, we're turn, up, friends, turn up, turn up, up, turn, up, up turn up. We're, we're, best. ENFPs, but, we're the best. we the best. No, I think ESFPs are, so. <laughs> They're disgusting. <Anyway. laughs> I don't know those letters. <laughs> <That's> but with <laughs> my extrovertedness, I'm like, actually more so when I look at my Myers-Briggs, I'm more of an ambivert, so kind of have introvert and extrovert tendencies. But I really realized that even though I'm loud and funny and social, I love being by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I never realized how much it was until I, like, moved out of my house. I It's, uh, like, I come from a decently side. I got it's four of us my siblings and I so that's four kids like just I went when I went to college I realized like being by myself was like something that I was like golden golden. yeah like I was like oh my god like I'm listening to this voice in my head that's like my regular like oh you can do this I'm like oh yeah there's no one telling me what to do and this and that (laughs) I'm just like yeah so just like having my own agency mm-hmm. to just do what i please yeah is something that's really self-care on its own yeah so i'm really you know new york i'm probably gonna have to leave new york if i really want to live by myself myself and enjoy life but Don't i cannot please. wait to just have no. like uh that perfect piece. Like, honestly, I um, sometimes I feel like I could just like move to a desert, not a desert, a deserted area mm-hmm. and just like live like a hermit. But like, you know, I have some nice things. But like, just be mm-hmm. by myself and not have social contact would act like, people would think, like, if you know me, you'd be like, what? That, like, you couldn't be. But no, I'm really someone who could honestly be by herself for like a really long time and be fine. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> going just to do a
1: quick, like, diversion, like, we're talking about Amberversion. Right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, for me, it's like, I'm extroverted, but my fuse, it does not go as long so i think like extroverts like it's all about like getting energy from people mm-hmm. and, like that's true for me up until a certain point and yeah. then it's literally a light switch you need to down and i'm like i need to get the fuck okay. away from everyone yeah, right. and i'll be in solitude for like three days and i'm like oh wait this is terrible too and, like, So i cycle right. back and forth where it's like mm-hmm. my energy my energy needs to be recharged in different ways at different times and right. so that's why i think of like myself as an ambivert because it's like I can't be around
2: people for so long, even though I love it, Mm -hmm. and I can't be alone for too long because it's lonely. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I think the best way of explaining it for myself Dean, I think it was at your birthday party. Mm-hmm. It was in Brooklyn. And uh, it was like, like it was like a house party. That yeah. You had? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was fun. okay. So oh, I was gonna so like, say I don't remember because I was gone. <laughs> she was lit. No, <laughs> so, I was too so I remember walking into the party be like, Yeah, hey everyone, yeah. And then maybe like an hour in, I was somewhere in a corner eating a cup full of pretzels. I was like, <laughs> Oh god, I'm overwhelmed. So, <laughs> so that's how it kind of works for me. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So just to
1: maybe wrap it up in some way. Like, I know we talked about, like, what are things we can do? Mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to post a question out, like, what are things that we can do to make sure that we're, like, for the masses? Like, thinking about self-care for yourselves, or, like, what are the ways we can be able to pinpoint mental health or mental health illnesses quicker? And so, like, one thing that I know of working in the Department of Health is something called mental health first aid training. Mm -hmm. And um, for those who don't know, it's a quick course, it's kind of, like, CPR first aid training, um, but it's for mental health instead. It's an eight-hour course. You can even take it just in one shot. Eight hours. You can do two four-hour courses, and basically, it's just how do you, how can you identify somebody possibly going through a mental health crisis and what to do in that sense. So it's not to diagnose. It's not to help heal the person. It's in the same way with CPR or first aid that you are there and helping until professional help. Is, uh, has arrived. Mm-hmm. And so in mental health for a training, it's like if you see somebody who is maybe going through something that can be the beginnings of a crisis or they're actually in crisis, that training is supposed to help you be able to like talk to that person and intervene in a way that they're going to eventually get to professional help and so way. And I think it's a really valuable course. I've taken it twice. I had to get mine renewed, so um, whatever. But I think it's super valuable that people should really take advantage of it. The Department of Health um, does it for free.
2: Mm-hmm. So if
1: you, you can find it, you can take it. It's something that I think. It's if you're in New York City. Yes, yeah, so if, yeah, so if you're in New York City. My bad. But they also
2: hold them in other states. I was going to say it's well. a U.S.
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Also, so yeah, I'm talking about New York City with being free, but I'm assuming that in other cities, other um, states, that it should be either low cost or free as well. But I think just look up, again, mental health first aid training. And I think it's something that people would definitely benefit from and knowing how to identify and then do something about mental
0: health crises Yeah. so something that I was going to say when we started talking about our methods of self care there's some things that are like helpful in terms of avoidance Mm -hmm. so I think something that I do that's my self care that is kind of an avoidance technique Mm -hmm. is like Confronting or having to educate people about racism or something, especially mm-hmm. like where they're trying to explain away things to people. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that I am very like. I used to be one of those like uh, Captain Sablehole, like, no, I need to tell people and educate them on this and that. Who now, if you ask me, people would be saying ignorant stuff. I just be like, mm hmm. Yeah. Well, Google is
2: free. Mm-hmm. Yep. Google yep. is
1: free. Yep. I have totally removed myself so, from yes. those. Not totally, but 100%. mostly removed myself from mm-hmm. those
0: conversations because it's. Stress. Stress. Yeah, yes. it's very stressful. So I'm just like, I legit, sometimes, you know, like, people will be like, oh, you know, we should always be standing up for this and that. It's just like, sometimes you got to do some self-care. It's like, I, me explaining this to you or explaining this to the upteenth <laughs> time to somebody is just, is not good for my health. So I will take a step back and mm-hmm. be like, you know what? Go on with yourself. That like, was like the, when, I, after Eric Garner's death, oh no, mm-hmm. after the verdict
1: that was not guilty or whatever mm-hmm. it was, or it, it, whatever happened where it didn't even, either, it either didn't go past grand jury or the person wasn't convicted, like I went to that protest, mm-hmm. but then of course more police brutality happens mm-hmm. and there's more protests and I've had to remove myself from protests mm-hmm. because it's just emotionally taxing to yeah. physically be walking, physically be yelling and also having to like hear everyone's names again. And it's just mm-hmm. like you have to remove yourself remove yourself from those bases sometimes to, in order to continue to fight yeah, yeah. Right,
0: right. oh absolutely because yeah. we protested a lot every day. oh yeah. my god from class to the streets like. yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oof,
2: gosh there's also one last uh, thing I'd like to add um, I know I've been talking about therapy, therapy, therapy. Yeah, you should go. But also acknowledging that the lack of access is is a problem, mm-hmm. and also uh, the lack of uh, therapists of color is also a problem. So I want to also throw out some resources. So one of the benefits, obviously, from us being in, in within New York City or working within New York City, is that there's a whole lot of like low um, low cost therapy out there for like maybe. Um, I think I've heard of some places, like, maybe $10. I was like, I heard $30. Like, yeah, $30. Yeah. Even $30 to $50 um, I mostly hear about. Um, but for those uh, that are looking for um, looking for therapists, or specifically therapists um, uh, of color, so for one, I generally say you can check out, like, Psychology Today, mm-hmm. um, and then you can kind of just, like, pick out the therapists of color. But That's what <laughs> I did. It was but, stressful. Yeah, it was stressful for me. Yeah, it was, like flipping through Tinder. Anyway, so <laughs> um but then there's also a resource that I most recent more recently found out about called Therapy for Black Girls. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a search and it is a search engine started by psychologist Dr. Joy Harden Bradford. And she also has a podcast as well that talks about um that mental health and uh like how to identify, you know, depression and um, you know, how to deal with anxiety and so mm-hmm. That's also a resource as well, um, so yeah, definitely be intentional about. I was gonna
1: that. say also another resource is if you're if you're just looking for a therapist in general, and again your your um, barrier is cost, three one one. Yes. And it's, it's especially in New York City. This is New York City, City specific. Well. Um, New yeah. York City well, the Thrive Initiative, Thrive NYC, call three one one and they will connect you to an entire directory of low cost therapists in New York City. Also, I just wanted to do a last one. If anyone who is listening feels that they're having thoughts of ending their life or suicide, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. I'll repeat it again so you don't have to rewind. (laughs) 1-800-273-8255. It's available 24 hours every day, and they also have an online chat as well. Well, one takeaway i have from this beautifully done episode patting ourselves on the back is that like going back going off of what tara said about you know being more intentional about the self-care i think that's very important because i think again you talking about like okay you're getting your nails done but is it just because you were going to do it anyway or like what is specifically about getting your nails done that is something that helps you In Mm the situation, because there may be a lot of things that people do as self-care or label that self-care that's not actually helping you. It's just a nice thing, but it's not necessarily necessarily helping you grow from that situation or actually helping to calm you down. It's just something that's like seen as on the surface nice. Um, So that's one thing I took away, and another thing about again like the emotional intelligence in like pinpointing feelings and reactions and behaviors. And so like one thing is to also one thing is to know that you're angry, but then the next step is, well, why are you angry? What is your trigger for you having that specific feeling? And then what can we do to help you not react in that specific way? Or even another way, what can we do so that other people don't have you react in that certain way? Because not, it's not to say that it's your fault. If, it's, if the reason is because of structural racism, it's not your fault, yeah. right? And so like, what are the things that we can do to help alleviate or change the course of that in some way, but in the emotional intelligence behind cause and effect, I think is something that is really important.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a takeaway that I got from this episode is to be steadfast in your ideas. Cause three centuries later, people, <laughs> go, <laughs> people gonna say you was right. You may not be here to make it, but you said it, and this record. Look at heaven! Like damn it. Right? <laughs> See, God, I told you, I told you. <laughs> I told y'all was right. Them giraffe necks, though. Them giraffe Hashtag necks. Hashtag
2: giraffe necks, though. <laughs> <Ooh>. um, <laughs> I would say my takeaway um, is the importance of uh, checking in on each other, the importance of community. Ooh, yes. Um, very often we refer to black people as the black community, but um, just stressing the community piece, mm-hmm. um, especially with it being... Um, in the dead of winter right now yeah. uh, Dealing with bombogenesis Or so whatever it's called <laughs> Bomb cyclones out here um, Seasonal depression is very real Yes it is And um, right now Social lives aren't as buzzing as they usually are So we don't very often see People that we're used to seeing And so I would just encourage um, This is also a challenge to myself But um, also encouraging all of you Listening just to be sure to check in on, um, those that you assume are okay. Mm -hmm. Um, check in that seemingly, you know, strong, um, relative or friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't always be the one venting. How about hear the person out? You know what I mean? So, um, or also start curbing your calls as self-care. So anyway, so yeah, so just, um, checking in on people. I think that's just so important, especially, um, as we are fighting negative temperatures and and all of that. negative politics, and oh, yes, girl, encouraging mm-hmm. people just to turn off the television every now and then, encouraging them just to get off the phones um, and yeah. live, be yes, live your life, mm-hmm. be, be mindful. Ooh. All right, y'all. thank you life. so much for listening. Yeah, yeah.
1: We it. where can they find us?
2: That is a good question. Um, how- on iTunes, I mean, you must have found us, bitch, because
1: you're listening. So with the IG and the
2: Twitters, <laughs> right? we're on all the mediums,
1: all of them. So we're yeah. at the Black Triad on both Instagram and Twitter, and yeah. we are TheBlackTriadPodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, concerns, or praises, proverbs, that you proverbs say, exactly. Right? If you have any proverbs, definitely feel free to DM us, hit us up, email us, please. Less. <laughs>